The Holistic Counseling Podcast is part of the practice of the Practice Network, a network of podcasts seeking to help you market and grow your business and yourself. To hear other podcasts like Behind the Bite, Full of Shift, and Impact Driven Leader, go to www.practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network. Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, where you discover diverse wellness modalities, advice on growing your integrative practice, and grow confidence in being your unique self. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I'm so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. Today, I'm bringing you another live Holistic Counseling Consultation, which is part of a series of episodes. This is not your typical podcast interview. In this episode, I answer one big question a listener needs help with, whether that's practice building, self-care, or anything else related to holistic counseling. Today's guest is J.D. Fergan. She's a licensed professional counselor and owner of a private paid group practice called Altitude Counseling in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and they offer a collaborative approach to healing. Welcome to the podcast, J.D. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. So glad you could be here. So can you Tell my listeners more about yourself and your work. Yes. So like you had mentioned, I have a group practice here in Colorado Springs. I love the pictures on your website, (laughs) all the mountains. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Very lucky to have that right in our backyard. Yeah. So I started my group practice right when COVID hit. Oh Um, my, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, I went from solo group practice and right around COVID, I had already made the choice to go into a group practice and everything shut down, but I decided to continue with that. And it's been really successful thus far. I've been really pleased with the outcome. I currently have five clinicians and an admin assistant, and we each have our own specialty within the group. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. And and I know when COVID hit, none of us knew how it would go for therapists and practices, right? Yes, exactly. But it's went well. I'm very thankful for that. One of my goals in the beginning of starting was to do a wellness group, a mind, body, spirit, where somebody could come and have all of those things addressed. So more of the holistic perspective. Yes. Okay. So let's get to it. So what is your big question, J.D.? My big question is, what would be the best way to market a wellness group or clinic? So I'm guessing that you're thinking this is a little bit different than individual practice, solo practice to mark for marketing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Because with the mental health field and what I put on my website and what I use for SEO and Google ads and even my networking, it's pretty straightforward. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to conceptualize how to communicate that message clearly Mm-hmm. And where do I market that to? Okay. So tell me more about the group, though. So what are some of your, I guess, pain points for clients? And is there a certain kind of client that you're generally reaching out to? Yes, there is, actually. So for my group, we really market towards women, professional okay. women, mm-hmm. that you know they're viewed as strong and put together, successful and they present as that, 
but on the inside, there's a lot going on. They have insecurities, they feel disorganized, feel like they're not good enough, feel alone in the world, things mm-hmm. like that. So that's what we market towards. towards okay. We get a lot of other clients, of course. but that's who we speak to. Okay. Because I know you mentioned a collaborative approach to healing, so I wasn't quite sure what that was. Can you clarify what that is? Yes. So in my practice, we see individuals and couples, and we really try to keep families within the group practice. And then myself and my clinicians, we meet and discuss cases and work together to offer support to our clients. So we do monthly consultations and things like that and offer our perspectives and support to each other. Oh, that's wonderful. And that's a great part of having group practice. Yes, it is. Absolutely. I learn a lot from my clinicians. I know. That's the best thing, isn't it? You can learn from each other and help each other. Because I know this can be so isolating in our field. It absolutely can be. Yeah. But what makes your practice holistic, do you think? I think one of the main things is we do focus on every aspect of the human. So... Like I was saying earlier, the mind, the body, the spirit, the soul, and we offer support in all of those areas. I think it's really important to look at the whole person. Absolutely. And to meet them where they're at. Okay. Because it sounds like everybody is looking at the general client. I know I was looking at your website. I know you have some specific areas your clinicians also treat. And I think that's a challenge sometimes as a group practice owner. Yes. (laughs) To do that. So do you have your clinicians, do do you talk to them about doing some marketing for themselves as well? I do. I encourage that for them to find things that they're really interested in and do research, write blogs, um, reach out to people in the community to build relationships. I think community is very important. And then I bring in other clinicians from outside my practice to come in and do trainings and speak on their specialties. And so we can share knowledge and also build those relationships. Yeah. And that's the key, isn't it? Building relationships with others in the community. Yes, it absolutely is. And one thing I found with at least marketing my practice as a holistic practice. And I have a mini group, so I only have two clinicians that work for me. But as far as marketing goes, I always try to look at where do they turn to for people that I may be connecting with. Because as holistic providers, not everybody may want to come to us, right? We're not for everybody. Right. Some people may not be interested in my yoga or breathing, breath work, (laughs) meditation, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So I I do connect a lot with other holistic providers in the area, as well as acupuncturists, Reiki healers, any of the other holistic remedies, because a lot of times we see the same kind of people. I know in episode nine, Michelle Hardman talks about authentic marketing, and she mentioned too about where do they go to, who do they go to first? They may not go to their primary care. Right. Depending. Maybe you're a professional woman. They might go to someone else, like a massage therapist. But connecting with those people is really helpful, I think. But building those relationships with other therapists, I think if I could go back in time to when I first started my practice, I would just focus on that because that has brought me the most referrals because we all connect with each other, these other therapists in the area. And especially people who are just like us, right? Because then they get full and then you have a dip and then they can refer to you and and vice versa. 
Right. And I think like you said, building those relationships and pre-pandemic, I would meet people out for lunch or coffee and just try. I, I have a list of ongoing list of people I connect with and just try to maintain that because it's easy to meet somebody once and be like, oh, that was nice, <laughs> but you don't see them again, right? So you want to make sure to, to maintain those in some way and to really keep those relationships going. Does that make sense too? To I, I, I think it is very important to build those relationships. And once someone knows you and trusts yes. you, they'll stay in contact with you and look to you. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I did too was, especially in the beginning, I did connect some with primary care physicians and thinking of what we can do to work together to provide something of value. So when I used to work with kids, I actually did a workshop for parents at the doctor's office helping ADHD children. That was one area they were struggling with. And of course, this was pre-pandemic. So I feel like we always have to say all these things we used to do, right? Pre-pandemic. So, before and after. Yes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like before. BC before COVID. But yeah, just hopefully now that things are opening up and things are settling down that we can do more of these things of getting out into community and letting the other doctors or holistic practitioners know who we are and just including them something of value for them. Or even I know some people have done like handouts or other resource materials for these providers to share with their patients. Something of what can I provide of value? Yes. You I know, think that's important. Instead of just being like, hey, I need referrals. Send me everyone. I know. And just getting to know them, talking to them. I use these services too. So that helps too that, oh, I go to the acupuncturist. So I know him and we can refer to each other and I go to the Reiki person. And so we know each other very well and developed a relationship. So I think that helps too, especially if you have that other deeper relationship. Not that you can do this with everybody, but using their service too, so that you can refer as well. So it does go both ways. But I noticed your, I know you mentioned SEO and your website. So it looked like you were using some of the SEO as well to try to build that. Yes, I have been. And I've had great success. That's what I was going to say. That's, yes, I have. That has made a significant difference. Isn't that amazing? Uh, it is. <laughs> It really is. I think it's made all the difference. Yeah. And I think continuing to work on that. I know for me, that's an ongoing thing. But now I think the most referrals I get is from Google, from SEO that I've worked on for years and from other therapists. That's my two main referral sources. SEO is just amazing because people just type you in. They type in therapist wherever your location is and hopefully can find you that way. And and doing those backlinks. And one thing I did too in this area was there was, oh, let me see, there's several different doctors and other massage therapists, chiropractors that I've gotten on their website. So they have like partner referrals. They have a list of people they refer to in the community and my website is on their list. Oh, okay. So that was another backlink. Is that something that you requested I, of them? I think somebody had asked me to be, if, if they could partner with me. And then the other ones I requested Okay. But sometimes that takes some research to figure out who has these referral lists on their website. Because some of them will say they're like, here's our referral partners. And they just list different people in the community. So that's another way to get out there. And the other thing is, have you done Google My Business? Are you on that? Yes, I am. Okay, good. Do you make posts on there? I do not. There is an awesome way to help Google like you and know you. So I've been doing once a week posts on there. And what I, I don't make anything big. It's just, I'll just put a blog post or one of my podcast episodes, anything, or say, hey, I'm seeing some people in person now, just announcements. But Google likes to see that you're active. 
And I do get a lot of views, surprisingly, <laughs> on these posts. So I don't know how Google promotes them, but there are views, which is a good thing. And it's really increased my traffic since I started posting. And, and I look, because you can track it, right, the analytics. Right. And see, okay, what days do I have the most traffic? And it's the days that I post. Okay. Make those posts. So yeah, when you go onto Google My Business, you'll see an area that says to make a post and just really make sure you update, put all those pictures of your office space and anything else you can think of that would be helpful to make it a page, quote unquote, so that people can engage with it more. I'll have to try that. Yeah. And the other part with Google is to ask for other clinicians to review you. The more reviews okay. you can get, for, and of course, we can't ask clients because that's unethical to get testimonials, but asking other clinicians, it's okay. Google loves that too. That means that you're relevant, that they know that you're doing a good job, you're out there, you're a person and not just a business that you never post, you're never around you're not really there. Yeah. So that just keeps you rel- the relevance, I think, is the one word that, that I've learned about Google. The more reviews you can get. And of course, asking other clinicians that if you review me, I'll review you as well. And just from that professional perspective to put that out there. So that's a, another kind of simple thing to do. Yeah. So maybe that's an intention for you too. Because for me, I want to make marketing as easy as possible. For me, if somebody could just Google holistic counselor Raleigh Wiley. <laughs> And find me that way. I'm all about it. Simplify. I have a question. You know, you had asked me the question as far as why are we a holistic practice? Right, right. And why do I consider my group practice a holistic practice? And I'd like to ask you the same question. Okay. So why do I consider my practice holistic? Yes. Oh, okay. Because, well, I use in part, as part of my treatment, I treat the whole person as well, looking at mind, body, spirit, holistically as far as what are exercise habits, eating habits, anything that can impact them, like spirituality is another thing that I discuss with clients. I also bring in yoga for those that are open to it. I do breath work, meditation, mindfulness, a lot of those things that are considered more holistic. And well, in person, I would do essential oils in the office, my diffuser, and sometimes share them with clients. So just more of a open approach because I would do different, just bring different things in. Sometimes I did energy healing with clients. I'm just learning Reiki. So I'm hoping to incorporate some of that as well. So just different alternative treatments, I guess. And that's what I find most of my clients that that find me, they're more open to those things anyway. They come from that perspective. Is that all offered in-house or do you do a lot of referring out to the community? Which part? All of the parts that you discuss, like the breath work and the energy work and the meditation. Do you provide all of that yourself? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely that's ongoing learning process for me too, to find the best ways to use it into treatment. And I think that with marketing too, you don't necessarily just market the treatment modality all the time. You do have to look at the pain points. Who are you looking at helping? Because I think that's a big mistake all of us make. I know I did that initially just wanting, oh, everybody who wants yoga. (laughs) (laughs) Not everybody. And you got to say, okay, what do I need that for? Right. That's the whole point. So it's more for me for treating anxiety and helping young adults who are in transition in their lives from whether that's moving on from college to work or having a family, whatever the transition is, so they can better manage their lives 
and looking at your ideal client, being really specific. And that's one thing I would say about your website too, maybe being a little more specific about your client on the front page. Cause I did look at that and I got kind of an idea of your client, but I'm not sure I was a hundred percent. Okay. Really getting digging deep in that. And it, to me, it takes a lot of thought, right. To really sit down and dig through that and who is this person and what is their life like and what are the pain points? Because the amazing thing I find is when I get a client or because I have young adults, sometimes the parents find me, (laughs) but uh, they'll be like, oh my God, this is exactly their issue. This is exactly what they're dealing with. So that just is like so reaffirming. It's like, yes, I got it. (laughs) The page. Yeah. I think one thing I've found is difficult in speaking to the one client on the main page is because we have a group practice. That's hard too. So in trying to connect with more than one person. So I've tried to have each clinician do that on their their specific website. Yes. But I see the value in the main page because a lot of times people don't move beyond that. True. Yeah. Just being a little more specific. It doesn't mean you're eliminating people either because mine is more specific. The people that work for me, they work with young adults too, but they're not necessarily as holistic as me or they don't. Their main focus isn't my main focus, but I still put my own on there. Right. (laughs) Because other people are going to come to the website. Other people are going to see it. It doesn't eliminate people. I think a lot of people get scared of that, don't they? Oh, absolutely. When you niche down, it's like, oh my God. Nobody else is going to come. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's it. But I get all kinds of variety of people too, especially with Google. Because that's the last, I swear, the last, gosh, couple weeks, it's been nuts on Google, all the referrals I've gotten. Yeah. So any other follow-up questions, JD? I don't think so at this time. Okay. So based on what we talked about today, so what would be a good action plan for you moving forward? A few things. So the first thing would be to work on Google My Business and being more consistent with that and coming up with a list of local providers, such as massage therapists, Reiki, chiropractors, nutritionists, and starting to reach out to them and work on building those relationships and learning more about them and what they offer. Because like you said, a lot of my clients might go see them first. Exactly. Yeah. And check out episode nine if you haven't to. I think that would be really helpful for you. Okay. About authentic marketing. Yeah. So I hope this was helpful for you and I appreciate you coming on today. Yeah. Thank you very much. It was nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. And a big thank you to my listeners for tuning in today. I hope you found some value in today's episode, but please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. And this is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Until next time, take care. If you're loving the show, will you rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform? We just started this and that helps other people find this show. Also, if you're feeling uncertain about your modalities and you want to build your confidence to be your unique self, I want you to join my free email course, Becoming a Holistic Counselor, over at HolisticCounselingPodcast.com. In my Becoming a Holistic Counselor course, you'll get tips for adding integrative care into your practice, what training you need and don't, and the know-how to attract your ideal holistic clients. If this sounds like the direction you are headed, sign up at HolisticCounselingPodcast.com. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, 
or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.